Listen, you smell something? Human emotions are materializing in the form of a viscous psychoreactive plasm with explosive supernormal potential. What a discovery, a psychoreactive substance. Do you know what this equipment is used for? Boggle or Super Mario Brothers? We'll have fun! Yeah! They're still doing it. Really quite good work there. My friend, don't be a jerk. We've got no choice. Call the Ghostbusters. Super Jackpot! Welcome to the Extra Plasm Podcast, the only podcast on the internet to turn down Brooklyn and the Purple Mattress people for an advertising deal because it sleeps four feet above its covers. I'm Jim Maritato, aka McManiac, your courteous and efficient paranormal investigatory enthusiast host, and I'm ready to believe in the power of positive mood slime and positive thinking as we engage yet another podcast adventure talking about Ghostbusters together. I'm really excited this week to be joined by Tony Taylor of Tony Taylor Toys and Phantasm Toys, who is a friend of the podcast, but also uh, an amazing maker uh, who creates a series of mini ghosts called Crypt Creepers uh, that pair very well with the Kenner and Kenner Classics retro figures. And so we'll be talking with Tony in a few moments about how he's developed that line and released it with a lot of viral following over the last year and to get to know him a bit as a maker in our community find out a bit about how he makes the things he does, how he got started in the uh, business of creating Ghostbusters toys, and what's coming up down the pike. Before we begin our chat with Tony, though, I wanted to make a couple quick follow-up comments from last week's episode. Uh, First, I wanted to say thank you to many of you who listened and sent nice comments or positive feedback expressing that the show was something you really enjoyed or that was filling a gap for you uh, that you had missed in terms of other podcasts that you've been listening to. So, Uh, Thanks for those positive comments. If you really enjoyed the episode and you are enjoying this one, I would ask that you could help out by going and leaving a positive review on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, etc. Those positive reviews really do help a new show thrive and help to find other audience members like you who will enjoy the show. And so that's a a way you can really help us out. I also want to ask folks, you know, if you're out there and you are listening and you're starting to get a sense of the kind of content we're going to have each week in terms of talking to folks in our fan community that feel free to reach out uh, via either extraplasm on Instagram or Twitter, E-X-T-R-A-P-L-A-S-M. You probably knew that because you could see it on the title of this podcast. So I don't know why I'm spelling things for you, but nevertheless, uh, or the other way you can reach us is via, uh, extraplasm podcast at gmail.com. Don't hesitate to send a line over to me via any of those means. If you have something going on you'd like to promote, I know a lot of different franchises are going to be running charity events uh, and different things as we run up to Halloween. So if there's something that you'd like to talk about, if you'd like to potentially come on the podcast and talk about something you're doing, uh, please reach out. This podcast is designed to be something for you to be able to engage as folks who are out there listening and to share with other fans like you. Uh, So please feel free to engage me uh, and to chat with me about anything that you are hoping to promote or word you're trying to spread. This week, we're talking to Tony Taylor uh, and sort of continuing in a series of different makers and producers that we talked with after talking to Stephen Shea the week before. Uh, But in the coming weeks, we're going to be talking with uh, members of Ghostbusters franchises and in particular, one member of a Ghostbusters franchise who we've already interviewed uh, to chat with about how they've connected with a nationwide charity and are interacting with them regularly. So uh, if you have an organization that you're supporting out there or you have events you're doing, by all means, please reach out because this podcast is really set up to help you reach others and promote what you want to talk about. 
An additional programming note here I want to throw in is a happy and healthy wish to those of you who are attending Dragon Con. Uh, I am actually recording and releasing this podcast as many of you are partying for three days in Proton Packs. Uh, so I hope that you're having a grand time and enjoying the uh, the festivities. If you're not sure what Dragon Con is, you've never heard of it before, Dragon Con is a massive uh, cosplay convention that happens in Atlanta, Georgia, and that is also the home of PKE Surge, the largest gathering of Ghostbusters cosplayers uh, probably in the entire continental U.S., if not the world. Uh, so it's something I have yet to attend and hope to attend someday, but have not so far. Uh, I would tell you this because there are some amazing cosplay that's happening there right now. And there's some photos that have come out of their roaring twenties party, uh, including an amazing costume that you have to go look for. Uh, you can probably find it on the yes, have some podcast Facebook page, uh, if not elsewhere of someone who is dressed as ecto glow, Peter Vankman. And this costume is amazing. Um, you know, it's not only is it like, Hey, you made the ecto glow, Peter Vankman costume, but the proton pack on the back is like all lit up and glows. You have to see this. You have to go Google it. I realize it's a strange thing to say in a podcast and say, Hey, go find some visual data that I'm talking about and commenting on and go look at it. But, uh, if, if you haven't seen it, Try to take a look for this because it's really amazing. And beyond that, if you can look for the PKE Surge uh, Facebook group or uh, take a look at some of the different folks who are attending that and tagging their folks, at, tagging their photos at Dragon Con. There's a lot of amazing Ghostbusters cosplay that happens every year uh, and a lot of photos of a carpet that people have cult like worship for, uh, which maybe someday I will, too. We'll see. Uh, but if you're at Dragon Con or if you're just coming off of Dragon Con and you're currently listening to this while flying home or driving home or having just got home and wishing that you were still there, I uh, hope you've had a great time and uh, I hope that you kept on busting until you fell down. Um, with that, let's take a look at a few Ghostbusters headlines. Still making headlines all across the country, the Ghostbusters are at it again. Today, the entire eastern seaboard is alive with talk of incidents of paranormal activity. On in topic today, ghosts and ghostbusting. Extra plasm, read all about it. Ghostbusters headlines coming at ya. Our first story in Ghostbusters headlines this week is a quick uh, follow-up about the Eagle Moss Ecto-1 build-up project. If you recall from our last episode, or if you've heard this before without coming here, uh, Eagle Moss is the company that was producing the Build the Ecto subscription package that people have been building for, at this point, oh, I think about three years. <laughs> I think maybe it's a little less than that. Uh, unfortunately, Eagle Moss is no longer going to be a company. And uh, that's probably the best way to put it because they've gone into administration in the, Uni in the United Kingdom, which is sort of like filing for bankruptcy here in the United States. Uh, suffice to say that as we talked about last week, uh, Eagle Moss is no longer really operating, although their IP databases and some of their properties are being bought up by some of the manufacturers who actually make their parts uh, and provide them to them. So there, a quick follow-up about that came from my parts uh, work, my, my part works uh, blog. So mypartworks.com slash blog, who interviewed Ben Robinson, who is a uh, former employee of Eagle Moss, who has commented that it's really likely that he thinks that some of these models will get released uh, within a few months, uh, if not, you know, maybe more than six, because there's a desire to ensure that the projects don't get lost by the IP holders. Uh, so if you're a person who's out there still 
worried about whether or not you're going to get your Ecto-1 parts, um, know that this is something they are actively working on and trying to fix. There's not a lot more detail out there, but if you want to hear a good interview uh, with Ben Robinson and also look at some really great coverage that's sort of following uh, and talking with the owners of PCT who manufactured many of the parts for the Ecto project, the DeLorean project, the Star Trek projects that Eagle Moss had, check out my part works. Uh, they're an, a blog that essentially talks about build up projects and has some really great coverage and interviews uh, that I won't try to rehash here as much as I will point you to because it's better content in explaining this than I could probably give you in short form. Um, and you get to see a one-on, a, a first-hand interview with somebody who was working in planning and development of these projects. So they'll give you a better take on this than I can. So uh, that's a quick follow-up. Feel free to check that out. Our next story uh, for this week is about the Alamo Draft House. The Alamo Draft House has begun to publicize a Ghostbusters movie party series of events that'll be happening throughout the last week of September and first week of October in different Alamo Draft House locations across the country. Currently, according to their website, they are running Ghostbusters movie party in Austin, Charlottesville, the DC metro area, Dallas, Fort Worth, four dates in Denver. So go Colorado. Uh, Los Angeles, Northern Virginia, Omaha, San Antonio, Springfield, Missouri, Winchester, Virginia, and Yonkers, New York. Uh, there is there is not one of these happening at the location in New York City, which to me is like blasphemous. But uh, a Ghostbusters movie party, what a movie party is at the Alamo Draft House, if you're not familiar with it, is it's an opportunity to come and engage in participatory movie watching. Uh, if you're a fan of Rocky Horror Picture Show and you've ever seen how people go to that and sort of bring props and dress up and act out parts of the movie, that's kind of the same thing. So there's an, a live host for the event. They hand out props to people. You're encouraged to come and wear cosplay. Uh, and it's essentially a big party to celebrate the movie. So if you're in one of those markets, uh, give this a shot. Perhaps the tickets are, will sell out pretty quickly because Alamo does keep theaters relatively small because they provide food and drinks and serve people. Uh, and additionally, they require you to reserve the seats in advance. So if you are interested, you may want to take a look at that before those tickets kind of dry up and disappear in your market. Uh, I do know that if you go to the Los Angeles event uh, and you go to the event that's happening on Thursday, you might see me there. Um, probably, I mean, might as in I have tickets and I'm going. So unless something goes wrong, <laughs> but, um, but take a look for me there and say hi, if you happen to be coming out to the event at the Alamo draft house in Los Angeles this October. Uh, one other piece of information that I want to sort of talk about that's happening is the containment unit. If you've never heard of the Ghostbusters containment unit, I don't mean the thing that's in the wall that keeps the ghosts. I mean the Facebook group. Uh, the containment unit group is a group of folks who get autographs for Ghostbusters fans. Um, Tom Henry and Matt Sanders, who run that group, have made essentially, uh, at this point, a business out of getting private signings and opportunities for Ghostbusters fans to either purchase photos that have been signed and have often been personalized in private signings or to send their own items in to have that done. Uh, so their latest signing that they've announced that's still open, uh, is with Terry Harden 
Terry Harden is the Zool terror dog puppeteer and one of the Stay Puff builders uh, from the original Ghostbusters film. Ghostbusters is but just one of her many credits. Um, she was in the Disney Imagineer. Uh, she worked on Star Tours. Uh, she w- worked on Captain EO. So, I mean, this is an opportunity if you're either a Disney collector or if you are a Ghostbusters fan and you're looking to complete an autograph project or round out your Stay Puff collection with a little more stuff or your terror dog uh, display with some autographs, check out the containment unit. And I say that not just because of this signing, but because they get signings all the time. Uh, They have recently just begun wrapping up uh, orders for Ernie Hudson. They recently did a signing with Bob Gunton, who played Ghost Farmer in Ghostbusters Afterlife, and who you may also know as being the warden in Shawshank Redemption and Captain Maxwell in Star Trek The Next Generation. Uh, That's the episode, if you are a fan of that show, where uh, Miles O'Brien has to stop his former captain from firing on Cardassian ships. Now I'm really showing my colors. Uh, but, uh, if you are interested in Ghostbusters autographs, really check out like the containment unit group on Facebook, uh, because Matt and Tom are regularly securing opportunities for people to get private signings done. They've also did signings at Logan Kim. They've done private signings with Daniel Kennedy, who played roller granny in Ghostbusters afterlife, uh, and several of the actors who've done the voices of the mini puffs. Uh, so, I mean, they get some of the principal actors in the series. They get folks who did worked on uh, props. They get folks who did voice work. And the point here is that there's no greater source for you to obtain uh, authentic and well-handled and curated uh, autographs from the Ghostbusters fandom without physically going to a convention yourself. I mean, and that's I can't stress that enough. Tom and Matt will handle your stuff. They'll receive your objects. They'll take care of them. And they are always looking to secure new opportunities for signing. So if you're a Ghostbusters fan and you don't know about this, you got to check out the containment unit group on Facebook. That Terry Harden signing is going to be closing on the 16th, but there will very likely be other signings that are going to be coming right behind that, given that Matt and Tom had a live stream last week where they announced that they were going to be announcing more stuff coming up soon. So uh, check out that group if you haven't already, because there's some really cool opportunities to get some good autographs from that are high quality and authentic uh, with very, very low stress and good handling and concern and care from fellow fans. Beyond that, just a quick update on a couple things that are happening in Halloween land. Uh, but I say that because we're running up to Halloween pretty quickly. And during that time of year, Ghostbusters seems to have now become, you know, a, a thing that happens over and over again. So uh, Ghostbusters news has actually reported that Freeform will be showing Ghostbusters, Ghostbusters 2 and Ghostbusters answer the call throughout the month of October. Uh, if you take a look there, appear to be showing those movies not all three of them 22 times, but across the span of the month, there will be 22 different Ghostbusters screenings that are taking place. Uh, So that's something to be aware of. Uh, Beyond that, you should know that the Ghostbusters Halloween stuff is out and running. Proton packs have come back into stock at Spirit and sold out once more. Uh, But there is definitely stuff hitting stores. Target is beginning to list some of their Ghostbusters stuff in their uh, online databases. And if you 
are not buying the 25 foot stay puff that I talked about last week, you can still find the 10 foot at Home Depot uh, as well as it looks like maybe it's coming back at Target, but I'm not sure. So uh, keep an eye out for that if you're looking for Halloween stuff uh, because it is starting to drop. The other big news that sort of happened, and I don't know if it's really that big as much as it's just interesting, is that Sonic, the uh, drive up, uh, drive in dining establishment, fast food place, I guess that's what we'll call it, that Sonic is going to be offering kids meals. I think in the month of October, it's not entirely clear when these are going to drop yet. Uh, but these kids meals have a series of Ghostbusters eating utensils uh, and toys in them, including spoons that look like proton packs and things, uh, some mini puff themed things. I, I'm sort of laughing about this because I am sitting back and wondering, like, is this a product leak where like maybe all the Sonics will decide to dress themselves as spinners for Halloween. Um, it's probably not going to happen. And I don't mean that too seriously or authentically, but I'm kind of surprised to see this promotion drop now, as opposed to see it drop a year ago during afterlife when you had an actual, uh, drive up dining establishment, like a drive up fast food place in the movie, uh, which would have dovetailed incredibly well with Sonic in terms of their marketing. So, uh, we'll see what that's going to pan out, but if you haven't seen it, you can check out Ghostbusters news has the images. A few other places have them. It looks like the set is going to involve five toys or they're calling them toys, but really it's four spoons and a straw topper. Uh, it's pretty clear that these are utensils. So, uh, if you take a look at them online, you'll notice that one of them is a PKE meter, uh, that, flips open with the little, uh, I guess the, I always call them ears, but I don't know what you want to call them. The little antennae thing that have the lights on them on the PKE meter. I'm sure there's somebody out there who actually knows and you could totally message me and tell me later on. But uh, there's a Slimer spoon that is his tongue sticks out of him and that's the spoon you can use and eat with. Uh, one is a proton a neutrona wand spoon. Uh, and the final one appears to be another Slimer spoon that is just kind of him. It doesn't stick out of his mouth. And then there's a mini puffed uh, straw topper. So uh, those are be on offer at Sonic around Halloween time, I believe. Uh, but we'll see when they're exactly going to drop. Though it should be inside of a wacky pack kids meal. Uh, but the release date for that is not yet available. So if you have a Sonic in your area, keep that in mind. If you don't, I'm sure that you can go on eBay and pay 10 times the amount of money that anybody's going to while they buy fries so that you can have your very own PKE meter spoon. Um, and I know that some of you are like, dude, don't mock me for that. But I, I feel you. I would probably do the same thing because I need a PKE meter spoon too. Oh, so... Uh, my last thing I want to talk about in headlines before we move into our interview with Tony Taylor is just a, a touchback on uh, Ghostbusters Spirits Unleashed, which is without question the media product coming from Sony right now that has got the most news coming out of it and the most constant engagement in social media. Uh, so much has happened in terms of that product since we t last met for this podcast two weeks ago. Uh the game was actually demonstrated at Gamescom in Germany and the German Ghostbusters, or as I've been waiting to say their name, Die Geisterjäger. If I'm saying that wrong, German Ghostbusters, you need to let me know. Um, but <laughs> I, I 
know that they went out to Gamescom and actually had an opportunity to play the game and interact with it. And it seemed like they had a blast. So there's video footage of that, that, that out there that you can find of them actually playing through the game. That demo also revealed the very extensive hotel level uh, that exists within this game that has got me and many other people very excited because uh, it seems like there's going to be a highly playable, highly interesting, deep engagement in terms of level design that's especially when you consider that the game is going to allow you to play as a ghost and then hide in different locations and objects throughout a level um, with the, the depth and size of the levels they have in play. It looks like it's going to be really interesting. So they've also revealed um, their brain ghost uh, that has been re- uh, sort of they've put out photos of in the last few weeks. So there's a whole bunch of new content that's been put out by the Ghostbusters Spirits Unleashed accounts uh, as they've gone out and demonstrated the game live. We're about at this point, uh, about a month and a half away from the release of that game. So if you haven't picked it up yet, it is available for digital pre-order and the collector's edition is available at Amazon. Uh, And if you pre-order in advance, you do get access to early access to certain ghosts and certain benefits that we talked about last week. If you're ordering for the digital edition, you can get early access to Slimer uh, and some custom proton pack stuff and uh, custom clothing options for your avatars. If you're ordering the collector's edition, I believe that you're getting early access to the basher ghost as well as access to custom PKE meter designs. So uh, these are all supposed to be things that I believe will be unlocked as we continue to play the game, but they will be early access for folks who don't have to unlock achievements uh, if you're pre-ordering in advance. So don't forget to do that. And remember it's cross platform, which is awesome because it means that you can play with all your friends regardless of whether or not they have the same system as you, if you have a computer, if they have an Xbox, etc. So it's going to be a really awesome opportunity for all of us in the Ghostbusters fandom to do something together uh, from across great distances to start playing this game and to really engage in the multiplayer opportunity we really haven't had uh, since, I mean, and those of us on PC never had since Ghostbusters 2009's, uh, you know, since 2009 Ghostbusters video game. So uh, on that note, we're going to move in, move out of headlines in a moment and talk with our good friend, Tony Taylor. But I do want to let you know before we jump into that uh, interview with Tony Taylor that he has a plug in this interview. I want to make sure you don't miss it. Uh, Tony is Tony Taylor is the creator of the Crypt Creepers mini ghost figures, as I talked about at the beginning of the episode. And his next drop will be happening this week as the episode is releasing. So if you go to Phantasm Toys dot com f-a-n-t-a-z-m toys dot com uh and take a look at what's on offer there he has a series of mini ghost figures that are already available but his latest offering which he talks about in the interview and i don't want to entirely spoil for you uh will be available by the end of this week uh That is something that if you're a fan of the original Ghostbusters and you remember the scene in front of the elevator with the man smoking a cigar asking who might be a cosmonaut, uh, you'll probably get a pretty good kick out of Tony's latest release. So on that note, we're going to jump out of headlines and into our interview with Tony Taylor of Tony Taylor Toys and Phantasm Toys. Joining me on the Extraplasm podcast is Tony Taylor of Tony Taylor Toys. How are you, Tony Taylor? I am doing great, man. Thank you for the invite, man. This is amazing. Absolutely. Thank I love you for the coming. first episode. I'm, I'm, I'm just happy to be here. Thank you so much for coming on the show. I want you to know that I that you have one of the most fun names to say out loud. 
like, yeah, it is. It's it like is fun. if I hung around you a lot, I would annoy you because I would eventually just need to like announcer voice your name, like Tony Taylor, because it's just <laughs> that was that was my entire high school experience. Right is it there, all right? So then I'm up. sorry, I'll stop. But, uh... <laughs> no, it's okay. <laughs> I'm used to it by now. I'm calloused. But it's kind of funny. Like people go, "Oh, where'd you get that thing?" And I'm like, "Tony Taylor." And I'm like, oh, "Who's Tony Taylor?" I'm Tony Taylor of TonyTaylorToys.com. And it's just like. <laughs> <laughs> I love just rolls off the tongue. Oh God. I love just alliteration. Rolls off so the tongue. saying all of it is just so much fun. I think that's why part of why I've been like such a person from like, since you started making stuff, I'm like, I, I got Tony Taylor toys. And then you have crypt creepers. <laughs> like all your stuff is very alliterative. I'm, I, I like to I like play it. with words. It's good. It's fun. So, for those of you listening at home and you're like, well, what are they talking about? Uh, Tony Taylor. If you don't know who Tony Taylor is, is, uh, the owner founder mind, uh, I don't know, God spring of, of Tony Taylor's.com. I'm like, I'm giving you new terms now. You have new, new titles. So, but Tony Taylor them. toys, uh, which if you've been around the Ghostbusters fandom for the last year, at least you have seen some of Tony's awesome little mini figures that he's created as new companion ghosts. And, um, I was excited to talk to you because your stuff has just kind of taken off. Like it's just been one of those things that I've watched like I mean, it was not a thing two years ago and then all of a sudden like bang here it is it literally wasn't i've been doing it in just a little over a year and it's already beyond my wildest dreams of what it could have been so i'm very thankful and you've been a big help for with that and you're my official ambassador even before extra plasm exists <laughs> you were my ambassador i didn't know that i was an ambassador because like i admit this to being like i just like to go rogue and be like i'm gonna market this thing i like it <laughs> i i like this thing and i'm gonna share it until it's we need more people like you like i thank you that's why i made a podcast <laughs> it's like how can i do more of sharing things in a different medium with my mouth wait that sounds fucked up uh so uh <laughs> but the point being that i always loved seeing like you when you started making these little figurines i was like this is such a cool concept because it's like you could make all these little companion ghosts to go with the Kenner real ghostbusters and the retro release figures would like come out and I started mm. sharing your stuff. And the next thing I knew, I ordered stuff from you and I got a note in the box and it was like to my number one ambassador. And I was like, oh, my God, this is awesome. This is like I'm a friend <laughs> of a podcast now or something like uh, I'm kidding. But thank you. It's for even that. better. You're a friend of a toy maker. Yeah. So now you all know that not only am I a podcaster, but I'm also an unpaid shill. Uh, so which is <laughs> <laughs> so that's why Tony's here, because this is a shill cast. You will give Tony Taylor your money by the end of this show, or you can't come back and listen. No, I shouldn't say that. People just won't. Um, uh, thank you for coming on the show. Um, no, this I, is great. I'm I'm excited that the show even exists. So thank I'm just you. Happy to uh, be here. Part of the reason I wanted you to come on was that I you are a person who kind of just took off as a maker out of like a person who was amongst us, right? Like you're a guy who had a containment unit that he's moved between houses, which to me is like. Only Sony does that. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I've I've done it probably more times than Sony has. (laughs) But uh, so you're not like to me, like you're an old school Ghostbusters person. You're a Ghostbusters Mm -hmm. builder because you're a guy who could build a containment unit. I can't um, build a podcast if I'm lucky, but (laughs) (laughs) so far so good. So tell us a little bit, like, how did you get started? How did you come into being a toy maker first, I guess, is the question. I've I've just 
been a fan of the movies my entire life and loved loved the props and I like the more obscure and the more random a prop the more I like it really and I was always obsessed with the containment unit for some reason I don't know why and I actually built I've built about four proton packs before before I like like 10 15 years ago back in just on GB fans uh, message boards and all that stuff well that was like the the only way to actually do things is go on there and check it out. And uh, I built about four proton packs, sold a couple on eBay, kept one. I was just always tinkering around with that. And then 3D printing was invented uh. and came about. And I tinkered with that. And I started getting into that right before the pandemic. So it was like perfect timing, actually, to have like a new hobby during all that. And that just opened up a whole new can of worms and so many more opportunities instead of bending things out of metal and smashing smashing some two by fours together to make a frame <laughs> for a containment unit. You can actually 3D print and it's a lot easier and just goofing around with that. And it became an, uh, more than a hobby. It kind of took over my life a little bit. I had to kind of take a step back and figure out like, am I going to can I make a living off of this? Can I actually do this for fun? Is this a hobby or is this going to like, you know, actually help pay the bills or is it, is it possible to do that? Like actually like turn something that I just is a hobby and tinker with and make it something bigger. It was kind of just an experiment that exploded bigger than I thought it would ever would. And it really has sort of like taken off. It's one of those things where like, I, I think I've, I'm not sure if I sent this to you, but I found like an eBay listing for one of your, like toys, one of the ones you don't make. I anymore. love those. And I was like, this is so, <laughs> there's been like, a couple what? like, yeah, but they're kind of funny to me because it's like your stuff has like, it's trended enough that sometimes people are like, I didn't get one of those. And I'm like, yeah, like, but that's, it's cool. Like there'll probably be more of them. Like Tony's still making stuff. It's not like he closed up shop. <laughs> like it's, you know, but, um, but so you're, when you came, so it started with the toy making stuff. Did it really start off then with, ghostbusters toys like or did you experiment with other stuff first or like i made all kinds of stuff when you get a 3d printer for the first time you're you just go nuts trying to decide what you're gonna make and just being a fan of ghostbusters i initially just went straight towards that and and then i started tinkering with actually like 3d designing my own stuff and then uh through yes have some podcast we were gonna i'm gonna have to give them a lot of credit for a lot of this too I, I won a contest uh, on uh, Toy Anxiety, and like as a thank you for them sending me the uh, the Black Series figure, I sent them just some stuff that I had just goofed around and made, and Craig asked me, hey, what's your Instagram? I want to post this, and at the time, I really didn't even have an Instagram. So I, like, <laughs> uh, I literally was like at work at lunch, like signing up for Instagram like real fast, and made that, and he's like, you should think about selling these, and then one thing led to another, and here we are. So I owe a lot to him, like... I will say that Craig's this is two weeks in a row. Craig Goldberg's getting shout outs on this podcast, perhaps. <laughs> so this is the this is just the Craig Goldberg subtweet cast where we just say like <laughs> nice things about Craig Goldberg. That's the deal. No, but like you're I, I do recall this that um, he had posted. It was like, check out this cool thing. And yeah, then uh, the next thing I knew, it was like, oh, they're going to make these things. This is awesome. So, um, but yeah, no, that, and that just to be fair, like as much as I joke about, like, I like to be the rogue promoter of things and, um, you know, I'll be your ambassador. It's like, that's a group that the yes, have some podcast group therapy group is a group that especially a year ago 
had a lot of folks who were new makers who kind of were getting the uh the goldberg bump <laughs> oh yeah put it. you know uh, the yes have some bump but yeah i think that uh so that's your i do recall this like that was kind of like where i first saw your stuff right um what was the first one that's you put where out? it all came from yeah was the first one you put out one a figure for them or did you make something else first uh i did i did uh first thing i did was like the miniature like companion sized uh green ghosts slimers gotcha and they they got them first and were showing them off and then i made i made a few of them and sold them that was my first sale and then the first thing that i really started to come up with on my own like an original character like a an extension of the companion ghost line was pk evil and they came out at the same time yeah so those are my first two that i came up with and they were the first to get their hands on them and without them showing them off I wouldn't have been able to it. I, it really helped my like confidence because just making stuff behind the scenes and just for myself, you know, I can, it can be whatever. You don't really know what people think about it. And I'm not really like a show offy kind of person. And I make stuff just for me because I think it's fun. And and it gave me the confidence like, hey, what do you guys think of these? Should I sell them? And poof. Yeah. <laughs> and like, it's cool because like that it's something that I think there's a lot of people out there like that. And that's part of like why. You know, I want to talk with folks like like you and like other people who are makers, because I think a lot of folks have skills and they can they work with like their local franchises to be the builder in their team or like you talk to them and you're like, well, what else can you do? And it's like that toy. I could make that. You're like, how? <laughs> Show me. Like, <laughs> Change my mind. Prove it. Uh, and now I feel like I should have said this before this. But like, if you don't know what we're talking about, companion ghosts, like we're talking about the Kenner real Ghostbusters mini ghosts that came with the figures if you remember like they came like the little yellow one that came with egon right there was each figure came with a tiny little ghost and so there's a whole line that you can go and get at phantasmtoys.com at this point right is that correct correct and correct. phantasm is f-a-n like fan tasm mm-hmm. t-a-z-m like taz uh <laughs> <laughs> very good <laughs> thank you phantasmtoys.com uh and check those out because that's where tony's toys are now but at the time when you first got started tony taylor's toys.com was like the first place to pick up most of this stuff right was where your first website yeah was. yeah mm-hmm. yeah and- that's how it started i bought the domain and I, I didn't know what else to name it. Cause it was kind of like a rushed thing. Like I didn't really sit down and think, Oh, let's, let's come up with a cool company name. And I was basically just trying to come up with something for Instagram and it stuck. And I started tinkering around with like a, a logo and messing around and it just, it just kind of stuck and I rolled with it. And Craig kept saying it all the time. So I didn't really, <laughs> <laughs> so I just, I just kept going with it. So the earliest stuff I remember you putting out, other than sort of PK evil. I remember the mini toaster, right? The, mm-hmm. the dancing toaster came out, which grave to, little toaster, grave little toaster is, I think, honestly, I, it may be my favorite thing, but if it's, <laughs> if it's not, then my set, like if it, the two things that you've made, that are my, my two favorite things of all time are that. And the original bathtub, like the one that the, you did, yeah, the, 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 terror the, tub. the original terror tub that was with the hand painted sponge and everything on it is like one yeah, of my that's, favorite that's, things. That's you've really ever made. what. Yeah, thank you. Thank you very much. That was the one I had. <laughs> was, I, 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 I thought that nobody would care about it. Like, oh, I my God, I, I loved like, it. I made it because I thought it was cool. I mean, uh, Ghostbusters 2 is still 
even with Afterlife, is still my favorite. And it was a and... mini. It's a mini tub. If you've like never seen this, it is a mini ghost that is Dana Barrett's bathtub, and with like even the little claw feet and everything, which was amazing. <laughs> like I just love that it. it's like it's straight up the bathtub, uh, and then it's got like the pink slime like rising mm. out of it. But it's done up, you know, with this in this nice paint job. I just loved it. It was like one of my favorite things you've ever made. Um, but those were like the first mini ghosts. Right. And then you were also doing props, right? Good little props, like resin props and stuff like, um, emblems. And Mm -hmm. I did like like Gozerian emblems. I made glow in the dark ones and ones that were, uh, looked really rusty. Like they were made out of selenium, quote unquote selenium and had rusted down real bad. And I had, I, I found a technique of using real, uh, to actually apply real rust to things using an iron oxide paint and an activator. And it's, 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 it's a little bit of a process, but the result was well worth it. I was and looking at my selenium, like, um, Shandor mining, logo, the Shandor ones, the one yeah. that's got the big bite out of it. That looks like I've, Muncher ate it. Yeah. Um, and I was looking at that like literally two days ago. Cause I was thinking about, we we're going to talk. And so I was just sitting in my office looking at it and I was like, this is real rust. Like he actually created rust up. Like <laughs> this is not like orange. He made rust. How did he make? So it's so funny you said that. Cause I was going to ask you about this. Like, how do you make rust on 3d printed stuff? Because there was rust on this. I was like, it's crazy. real rust. Yeah. Um, so that, but that's the answer. Iron oxide paint and oxidation. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Interesting. I like it. It's a, it's a, it's a little bit of a process kind of got a, a little bit with the timing and how much you put on and it'll get crazier, goopy or, but I, I kind of figured it out and trial and error. And I, I'd love the way it came out. I want to use it more. <laughs> <laughs> it's really cool. I've seen that emblem, um, put out at a few different cons, like people who picked it up from you and then put it on their tables from different booths, from different franchises. And I, oh, that's awesome. been sort of fun to watch your stuff get worked into, like different franchises displays of their like our bottles of shampoo that we have are really slime. We assure you, uh, you know, everybody's got their little <laughs> props and like your stuff has is so well done that it fits in with those displays really nicely. And I know the LA ghostbusters have a few of your items like on the table at this point that fit in really well with their display. So I love um, that's an honor. Yeah. So they have to like go back and look at their photos from the last event they were at. And like think your Shandor logo is like sitting right in the middle of their display on the table. So, um, but so that's, so you start out, this is like a year ago, right? Like you, you end up, yes, have some kind of gives you this initial boost. Tony mm-hmm. Taylor toys starts. Then mm-hmm. you kind of start this new, this it's not really a new project as much as it's an extension of it, it was called Crypt Creepers, right? Is that? Yeah. So yeah. How does I, Crypt Creepers come about? Like that's cause that becomes like, to me, that's where like, you suddenly have like a, a brand at that point, right? Like a, mm-hmm. a line of toys and it's kind of like the first one, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was, it was kind of like a, it was a collab. It, it was again, here we go. Yes. Have some podcast too. That's what this <laughs> probably should be called. But uh, no, I, Craig reached out to me and just really liked what was going on. Like uh, loved, loved what I was doing and he just wanted to help and help me grow. Literally. That's, that was like his main, his main mission. And he's like, Hey, we make some cool toys on the side too, but I really love what you're doing and I want to be a part of it somehow. So we came up with a, a, a little deal where we'd start like a new brand and 
after days of <laughs> of trying to figure out a name for it, we we got the the Crypt Creepers and uh they took over like the the shipping and the and the order fulfillment end and the and the Instagram and all that and I was just I could just concentrate on just the manufacturing part and uh still do Tony Taylor toy original things and have kind of like two things going at the same time and uh it was great I loved working with those guys it was it was just it was a lot of fun I I miss it I miss it <laughs> <laughs> but what it what just it just got like Crip Creepers got bigger and bigger and bigger and needed more attention. And, and at the same time, yes, half some was exploding and taking off and getting busier and busier. And yeah, and we both just Craig and I just kind of came to, uh, and I mean, we had a lot of successful, uh, releases we did. I don't, geez, I don't, I don't know how many, maybe six, seven, maybe eight different, uh, mini ghosts together yeah. and, and different versions of them. And, each one had like a shadow variant with like a semi-translucent black version of it. But uh, just trying to, with them going to um, like San Diego Comic-Con and doing all the things that they're able to do and getting and, and all, and so busy with their podcast and toy anxiety that uh, we just decided that, you know, maybe I should just take it back. And I was in a position too where I I actually quit my job and was able to do other things. So I actually had the time to put towards keeping something like this going and growing. And it, it, and it wasn't any, anything bad whatsoever. If, if, if I could really pick, I'd really love them to keep shipping my stuff for me. Cause that's really the hardest <laughs> part of the entire thing, <laughs> but it allowed them to keep growing and focus on what they really loved the podcast. And he was really just trying to help me and it got yeah. bigger than maybe we both really anticipated so fast that, for them, they wouldn't be able to give it the time it deserved is pretty much how Craig put it. So, but he helped out tremendously. And before we sort of like go to the the next phase of like what happens with Crypt Creepers and where you go, I want to sort of talk about this for a second. Where does, where does like, how does a a character in the world of Crypt Creepers, right? Or in the world of Tony Taylor toys, like how does that character get created? Like, is that Tony Taylor is eating, uh, I'm golden grams. I'm like, I'm trying to find alliterative things for Tony Taylor to eat. Sorry. <laughs> like, <laughs> uh, they've pro- a lot of them are ideas that have been rolling around in my head since I was like six, seven, eight years old, honestly. Um, but I, I take inspiration from everything. Like if I, I don't know, really, honestly, they're just all ideas that I just come up with and just tinker with and throw out and see if people like them. And so far everything is stuck that I've thrown out pretty much. And, do you yeah, go straight? I guess I guess what I'm getting is like, do you go straight to like to a 3D CAD program? Do you go straight to sculpting? Like, do you like what do you start on? First, I'll notebook drawings. I'll, like, yeah, I, I'm really a still like a, a hand drawn, write stuff down kind of guy. So like first thing when I get an idea, I'll, I'll do a little doodle. And next step is take that doodle and add a little more detail and tinker with it. And I, I'll, I'll write notes next to like things like I'd like to change. And then I throw it into Blender on the, the software I use the 3D sculpt stuff. And then uh, it kind of takes, it really takes life there because you, 2D is one thing and 3D is a completely different monster. And uh, and it just goes from there. I, I From having a lot of experience 3D printing and doing stuff like that, like that's always in the back of my head when I'm designing a figure. Like, how's this going to print? Is it going to be, is it going to be, 
you know, fragile? Is it going to be something, you know, I kind of know the tricks of like the printing is going to be something that'll be, I could easily replicate and do a lot of. So that's kind of always in the back of my head too, but uh, it's just, it's, it's not really, I don't know. I don't think about them too hard. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like, I think this is cool. And I just run with it. No, that's cool. See what happens. Like I, that's why I ask is like, you know, I think there's a lot of folks who would like wonder like how, where does, like, what is the process like? To go from like, I've got an idea of a toy I've been thinking about since I was eight to mm-hmm. now I'm going to produce this. And like, I, I mean, I'll be honest, like, that's not a thing that I would I, I would get lost somewhere around. Like, what do I need to buy? Like, I would get confused uh, and distracted <laughs> and be like, I need something else to do now. But like that to me is kind of fascinating, right? That you start out on pen and paper. Right. And then from there, mm-hmm. that kind of goes to a sculpting CAD program online, right? For those mm-hmm. who don't know what Blender is, it's like a 3D, um, I don't, is it animation as much as it's model building, right? It, yeah, you can, you can make, literally make Pixar style movies with the, with yeah. the software, but there is a very good 3D modeling thing in it that, I mean, there's a lot to it. Like, I'm probably only using like a tip of the iceberg of it. Like, it's a lot of it's probably wasted uh, <laughs> of the software on like what I'm tinkering around and doing. Like, it's it's like launching a missile to like squash a bug. But it's kind of like it's, this it's, podcast in Adobe Audition. <laughs> <laughs> but but no, it, I, it, yeah. what, what it really is, it's kind of like the technology of 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 now has kind of caught up with like the imagination I had, you know, in the 80s and the early 90s and stuff. So. That's what it really is. I think that's interesting, right? There's a lot of folks out there, I think, who are able to take what they've been imagining in their heads for years. And now it's a matter of like, okay, if you can pick up the software, you can learn how to into engage it. You can actually produce this stuff and you can print it out in your own house. You can prototype it and look at it like, I like this. Or you can be like, I don't. I can go back and do it again. And I think it's, it's just, to me, it's a very different process. I don't know a lot about building toys, I admit it. Uh, but for me, I'm like, if I was building something, I'd be like, we need to cast it out of plaster and paint it or something. You know, I don't. I, so to me, like the whole concept of 3D printing is still somewhat still kind of confusing to me because like, how long does it take you to print um, like one of those figures? It, it all depends, obviously, on each one um, with the resin printing. The only real thing that. Uh, like kind of controls the time is like the height of the figure because it's only moving up and down on one axis. So gotcha. the, the the taller, the the larger the figure, the more time it takes. But on average, four to four, five, six hours, depending. And I mean, each one you can print, you know, like six to eight, four, depending on which it is at a time. And then there's a lot of post-processing and curing involved after the fact with the resin and stuff. Yeah. You got to be really up on. But it's a process that I've gotten I've gotten pretty good at, I think. <laughs> <laughs> I have fun with it still. Good. That's the best part. No, that's the, that gets important, right? It's like you're still like you started doing something that was a hobby, right? You mm. sent a gift to somebody and you're like, here, I'm sharing my hobby with you. The next thing you know, it's a business. And it's like you don't want that to run away from you and become misery like he's like oh god what yeah. did i do i turned that's the, thing the biggest I thing the i try thing I to try to pace it out so i don't get burned out and keep enjoying doing it that's good it's, it's still it's still a blast that's awesome um so this is probably a good point to kind of snap back to where we were a second ago because i don't mean to ping pong but i was like thinking about this we didn't talk much about you know how you 
what that process looks like. Because I know what happens next is like there's a package that you need, right, for each of yeah. these things. And I, to, I, tipping the hand, I know the answer to this question already a little bit, but like, where did you go to get the packaging? Like, you had to get packaging art. So I was making it by myself for my first few releases the 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 green ghost and pika evil um yeah. i was just throwing something i wasn't really thinking too much about it i was kind of just really uh i didn't know what i was doing obviously if you go back and look at some of my really early stuff like it's awful <laughs> <laughs> but it i also caught the attention of somebody who i was already a fan of uh, baducci studios before doing any of this i already i already knew he was i've seen his art big fan of his and he reached out to me and said he was a big fan of what i was doing and offered to hey man if you want i could throw together you know some packaging art for you and i'm like okay <laughs> <laughs> that would be amazing and he, the first thing he did was the grave little toaster i was in the process of doing those and uh he sent me that first uh, drawing he did of the toaster itself for the art and I, I fell in love with it and we we've been we became fast friends and and have been friends ever since and that's awesome. talk on a daily basis and it's a lot of fun it's great i have to say like that when when i watched the two of you begin that collaboration i was like oh man this just came to a totally different level now like this is the artwork on this stuff is gorgeous, right? And see, it's like, <laughs> I love your figures already, but then it was like, he was oh, putting now. my figures to shame. I had to tell him, make them a little less cool because I can't, I can't make something that looks like <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> uh, no, but like that, some of his original drawings, like that first starting out, I was like, oh my good, like these two together, like they're gonna do awesome with this because like this is such great art that takes the spirit of the characters you have. And kind of like elevates them at a marketing mm -hmm. level, but also is true to them. Like it, it didn't in any way, like when you said, sort of you're joking when you're like, I had to tone, yeah. tone it down. But like, like, yeah, you're generating like a single color resin figure, right? Like it, because it fits with the line. That's mm -hmm. what the line is. The series of mini ghosts that are single color resin. So when he turns around and generates like a beautiful piece of like multicolor art, yeah, it's a little different, right? But I, what yeah. I loved is that they always represent the spirit of those figures like so well. They pair together so nicely. And I, my pain for a while was that I would want to display them together. And then by your very genius, you decided to ship, start shipping things in clamshells that could be mm -hmm. opened and reclosed. And I was like, yay, this totally makes me happy. <laughs> but they kept falling over. And I was like, yeah. oh, my goodness, they, I just want them to stand up. And then, like, I don't know, probably a few months ago, you were like, by the way, we have new clamshells. And they stand up. And I was like, oh, this is amazing. <laughs> Not only the figures will stand up, but so will also the artwork that I love to look I at. I was feeling that pain, too. <laughs> I was so, feeling the same pain trying to display my own stuff. And they kept falling over or having to hang them. And, but, yeah, I had, I'm, like, I'm glad we finally found some new clams. And, like, little pieces of fun tack, like, underneath them, like, <laughs> holding them up. <laughs> Um, but in the in the and uh, working with Baducci, like um, he he was doing stuff that I wish I could do, like the artwork and the cool uh, real Ghostbusters art and all the stuff he was doing. And and I, and the stuff I was doing was stuff he kind of wished he could do, like he wanted to make stuff. And so uh, 
putting us together, like I kind of showed him like, Hey, here's, here's the 3d printers I was buying and playing with. And here's the, here's the software I use. And, and we had a lot of, a lot of discussions and talks back and forth. The next thing I know he's, he's making stuff and 3d modeling things <laughs> and like, and he's just taking off and he's doing amazing work. Like, and, and he's, and he said he's, he's almost loving doing the 3d stuff more than the 2d stuff sometimes too. So it's kind he's, of, amazing. he's a great, he's a great partner to have. Like the two of you kind of like came together and like from very far away. This is the funniest yeah, part. Like, cause he can't get any farther. Like I just, I'm like, I want to talk to him on this show at some point, but I'm also like, I will be staying up very late to have that conversation yes. because he's in Australia, I believe. Right. Yes. So, he's from the future. He's 14 yeah. hours ahead, but he's from the future, but he gets all <laughs> of our toy releases about six to eight months late, which is really <laughs> yeah, weird. The poor guy. Um, poor, poor. It's <laughs> really sad. But, uh, if you look at what goes on with the Australian toy market, they're like literally getting mm. series one of those blind bag mini puffs. Now at pop if, if they're lucky. Yeah. If they're lucky. <laughs> um, but I think it's funny. Cause it's like, I do, they are, they are ahead of us on the time, right? They're like 14 mm-hmm. hours or whatever ahead of where you are, but six to eight months behind on pop cultural retail release. <laughs> so you got to do what you can to help them out. <laughs> but um, yeah, no, I think it's really neat that the two of you were able to come together right and start to collaborate in this way because he's a person who's done a lot of 2d art and is known for doing a lot of I've, he's done a lot i, I mean just, i've seen him do a lot of logo work for people i've seen him do his own independent artwork and stuff and prints when i really started to get to know him though more was because you started to collaborate and i was like oh this dude is like i kind of know who this is and so i what was interesting to me was that you were trading skills but also that you could trade kind of like audiences Right. Like he's coming from like a, yeah. 2D, a 2D artist orientation and has his own established set of people. You're coming at this as sort of a new maker, but you have a bit of a following that was, I want to say, almost bootstrapped, you know, kind of in the way that like you're inside <laughs> of a forum where a lot of us were like, this is cool. Let's talk about it. You know, so. Um, mm-hmm. And then that's what I mean by bootstrap in that sense. Not like it was all like the monkeys. Like they just, <laughs> that's the story of Tony Taylor toys is there was a toy producer and his name was the toy guru and he was living in North Carolina. Now I'm going to get in trouble with the toy police, um, but <laughs> handpicked Tony Taylor and he handpicked this Australian and then they went out and found this other guy and they just put them all together. And now they're the monkeys. They make toys. No. Um, uh, so the two of you start collaborating He's doing a mm-hmm. lot of the, the 2D art for you, right? Like the the packaging artwork. Yeah. Now, like if I'm not wrong, like what's you've expanded even further with that where now are, are you collaborating on T-shirts and stuff too and stickers? and? Yeah, we he was involved with the Crypt Creepers also. He was doing all of our packaging art and logo and, and all that good stuff there too. And when I started to take on the entire the entire brand of the creepers uh he still wanted to be involved and i was just gonna i didn't want it to i, I wanted to keep it going because i really loved the line i didn't want anything to happen to it and but and uh brendan baducci really loved it too and he had been uh doing a lot more 3d sculpting and and actually uh doing 3d printing himself and making things and he made a couple ninja turtle things and uh was working on a couple other stuff but with him being on the other side of the globe it's hard to disperse his stuff over here to the States where a majority of us want it all. Sure. And so we, we decided, well, we took the opportunity of, 
uh, the, with the creepers and rebranding and, and turned it into phantasm, which is the two of us 50, 50, just doing, I mean, I'm doing a, a majority of the manufacturing and the shipping cause I'm in the States, but he's contributing doing 3d sculpts and, uh, we re-released something that he tried to release, uh, out of Australia. So now that more people could get their hands on it with shipping being way cheaper, mm-hmm. uh, coming from Ohio and sort of Queensland, Australia, <laughs> which I mean, is another cool thing about the whole 3d printing, like concept, right? Is that he can manufacture, he can, he just can send design, file. yeah, he can design, he can send it to you and you can manufacture. Right. And it's like, I think about right, this a lot. Yeah. I have two friends who um, were very generous, by the way. This is like not to be like sidetrack from our interview, but we talk. So <laughs> um, I have two friends who heard I was making a podcast, right? They have been making music together since we were in high school. One of them lives in Florida. Awesome. One lives in New York, right? They literally put out two albums this year of content that is amazing and literally didn't see each other at all. Like they, <laughs> yeah. they were never in the same place with each other. One of them is doing vocals in his house, like telling his kids to shut up and recording in a closet. And the other one is like, has a studio that he built in his basement with drums and, you know, guitars and everything. So he's like, I'll just play all the instruments and do all the work and you record your vocals and then we'll collaborate it together. And so it's like kind of the same thing that I watch musicians do this kind of thing. Right. And the reason I brought them up is they mailed me a microphone. It was very sentimental. It was oh, like, that's nice. You're making a podcast. <laughs> we have an extra mic here we're sending you another one so that that way when you meet a person in public again for an interview you have two and i was like i'm gonna cry as a 42 year old grown man because that's super nice (laughs) uh but that kind of collaboration i think is really neat right like that you are Mm -hmm. able to in the same way that musicians and movie makers like these folks who are collaborating throughout the pandemic to make television from far away like you're you're in two completely different continents Mm you couldn't be further separated he can take an idea that worked already and that he knows he can't really move from his position in an economic way that's going to really, you know, reach an economy of scale and be profitable without charging people a ton of money, work together with you, and then you can produce it. And it's like, so is, do you have a long term goal of like he's going to set up the, the Baducci Forge and like you're going to send him some of your ghosts? Like, does that go two ways someday, you think? Or uh, I don't know. <laughs> well the, it's it's kind of just we're we're both doing everything pretty much he's gonna he's gonna actually start doing uh some manufacturing in australia like he's we're gonna stay we have a lot of i mean we have almost a surplus of ideas of what we'd like to do and he's he's gonna start actually uh potentially making a bunch of product ahead of time in australia and then ship up like you know a whole completed lot up gotcha. here and then i'll disperse them and go from there but yeah we have a lot of plans like we almost have if we need to like if we, if we could uh release one thing a day for like the rest for like the next year from now we probably could you can't do that i don't have enough money to make to let you take from me so i don't have enough time (laughs) or machines or anything to make it all so it's 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 more or less it's a lot of restraint on on, because we're both so excited and like chomping at the bit because we have all these ideas and we're you know but 
We want to take our time, make sure everything's fulfilled, and you're not rushing through stuff, and things get sloppy. And no, I, so like we're, we're figuring it as, out. As somebody, you know, I, I'm obviously we've we have gotten to know each other for a while, so I was comfortable having you come on the mm. podcast early on in this process. So for anybody listening, you're like, man, this really is some serious shill territory. But like, my customer <laughs> service experiences with Tony Taylor have been absolutely positive. Um, I, I, you know, I won't, I don't like to throw, I've made a rule that I would try not to throw shade at anybody in particular on my podcast because it's about elevating people. But I want to say this because I think that like it deserves saying I've had some bad experiences in my life buying custom things on the internet. Mm -hmm. I've had some bad experiences buying custom toys and pre-ordering things that like vanish like people disappear they're wait out six months on paypal so you can't get your money back and then they i have never ever ever worried like and when i've interacted with you about anything i'm like everything's gonna be fine like there's everything will be fine like there will be a tracking number it will come everything will be fine because that yeah so that's to your credit i appreciate like, that a lot know? really but like I, I i approach selling things and making things like if I, if I was doing it, like if I'm buying this, I want a tracking number. Yeah. I want like an, an idea when it's going to be arriving at my door. And because it is, it is, you take a lot of, you, you're trusting a person and yeah. to make this stuff isn't cheap. So sometimes you are giving them a lot of money and there is some time involved in the making of things. So I always approach it to like, how, how would I want to do it if I was buying this thing? But so, I like think that's so important to like just say like out loud to be like you've taken the time to get it right and like that restraint is good I think from my standpoint like listen you could be like that's cool dude I value your opinion or not that's fine like I don't you don't make toys what do you know <laughs> uh, I'm kidding but I always uh, love hearing from happy customers no I, but I mean seriously <laughs> not just to be like to, to like shill you while you're on the podcast it's been always a nice experience to like interact with you to interact like with your business um if you buy things from tony he leaves you nice notes in the package and says hello and it's it's always like i I try i always always feel like i'm getting something that someone cared about and that's kind of what i'm getting at is it's like i don't ever feel like i bought a thing and it's like oh i churned out 50 of these and here you go (laughs) (laughs) no i I don't want anybody to ever feel like that and then and literally my name is on the line like i have a yes like to keep a good reputation it's tony taylor toys it's not yeah you should actually and also phantasm but tony taylor toys manufactures no that's what you should do you should but you should set up a rogue a rogue bootleg toy company that's really bad and just name it like johnny jokers and uh (laughs) and then take a lot of people's money right but then when you run tony taylor's you could then have a campaign where you're like well at least we're not johnny jokers right and that's (laughs) i think there's enough johnny jokers out there (laughs) so i don't need to do that (laughs) all right look i've given you some great brand ideas in the past i'm sorry that you don't want to take this one i'm you know (laughs) i'm kidding i will say this though a lot a a lot of the people in the ghostbuster community especially ones that make their make custom things and make their own products and and use ghostbusters as an inspiration for things that they sell there's there's a lot of good people out there that have a lot of really cool stuff whether it's art prints or custom figures like there's a ton of people out there making some really cool stuff and i like to I like to support people that's uh, that that would do the same for me, and you know, and and spread the spread the joy. And I, I love getting people's custom stuff, and I I I like to use that as like a a, a learning, like a lesson too. See how these people are doing it, you know? How how are they packaging their stuff, and how, you know, and just to see 
you know, give my because I'm still learning. <laughs> yeah, but it there's a lot of really good people in the Ghostbuster community. There really are, are. their own things and selling stuff. So and that's I, you know it's. I hope that didn't come across as like options. negatives. You know, I'm like, I hope I wasn't like. Usually, I buy things from Ghostbusters makers and I get jacked. This um, <laughs> <laughs> generally been the rare case, but um, but it is what I I do think about it a lot. Like when you have a when you have a drop, right? It's like it's comfortable. People go, they engage it, and they're able to do what they want to do. Like they know, and so um, yeah, I'm I'm thinking about. I don't even want to get into it, but I'm thinking I'm thinking about something that I paid for and then had to like fight to get the money back. And it was very uncool, but something that. Yeah, I don't I, I haven't had any. I mean, knock on wood, I haven't had any issues. Yeah. So never, so never anybody, in the world of Tony been... Taylor toys. Would that be a thing? So go spend your money <laughs> confidently with with freedom and honesty and transparency spend it all that's what it's there for <laughs> to give to tony no i'm kidding um all right so let's talk about a couple things then sort of the at the back end of our interview here these are completely okay. hypothetical questions that have absolutely nothing to do with like how did you do this and let's talk about accountability of businesses uh, what let's talk about first like what's the next thing coming from tony taylor toys well, we have a, the the Crip Creeper line is going to grow. There's another edition coming up. Uh, it's the cockroach up on twelve, and uh, it's something that he's modeled after the 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 frumpy man who's waiting at the elevator the first time at the uh, at the Sedgwick, and he's smoking <laughs> his cigar with his hat on and his trench coat. And what are you supposed to be, some sort of cosmonaut? exactly like i that i love that guy like it's it's just so, it's just the one of the best exchanges in movie history right there where they're standing in front of the elevator with him and bill murray and and so it's it's a mixture between a cockroach and that guy like <laughs> <laughs> it literally just popped in my head and uh it was one of the things that i i had to make it because i wanted it having so, seen be- an image of this because i believe you sent me a rendering of this a little yeah, bit ago i sent you some of the early renders yeah. yeah um this thing's awesome because it's like it's it's the guy it's the guy in the <laughs> coat with the hat and he's smoking the cigar like you like made him a little cigar right to go with him mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. and but he's a cockroach it's just it's the <laughs> it's the guy but he's a cockroach i love it um i you're gonna yeah you're gonna take my money on that one for sure um <laughs> that's happening but yeah no i really like that figure it's really funny um and it's it is it's kind of an inside joke because you have to if you've seen go if it's not it's inside of being inside of ghostbusters fans if you're buying crypt creepers like you're gonna get it you know but it's mm-hmm. but it is kind of a a deep cut if you will um <laughs> from the ghostbusters fandom i like it though so Anything else yeah, coming be, up people should know about? Uh, lots of things. Um, we have a lot of things that we've modeled and have been thrown around. A lot of it is uh, coming down with like the packaging. How is it going to be packaged? How can we sell it? Uh, and spreading things out to give us enough time to complete the orders and, and, and all that good stuff. But uh, we have a, uh, let's see. What can I talk about the uh, the terror tub that we were talking about earlier yeah. that I did? Uh, we have plans very soon to do a, a an ultimate version of said terror tub. What? And 
have the the duck and the sponge actually be like separate accessories. It'll what? be a larger scale. Yeah, it's we've been playing around with I've been playing around with that one for a while now. And I did just waiting on the time that we can actually we're trying to actually uh make the slime uh squishy. Oh, okay. So cool. you can actually yeah, it's not it won't be rock hard resin. It'll actually have some pliability to it. So it'll have neat. a little play feature and then you can arrange the sponge and the duck wherever you'd like and and the and the and the legs will be it'll it'll be ultimate. I'll say that. That's awesome. <laughs> And uh, we have uh, we're not Phantasm is gonna try and branch off, and and we're, we're we're we've dipped our toe into the the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle water, and and seen how the temperature is, and it feels just fine. So I think we might be doing a lot more turtle stuff too. <laughs> so <laughs> I'll say that. Um, but yeah, just stay tuned. I gotta say that too, because uh, we got a lot of stuff we're working on. Yeah, a lot of exciting things. And so people should kind of keep their eyes peeled, like, say, September for the the cockroach for the for the roach for the roach on 12. Uh, It's looking like September 9th. Okay, we'll open up pre-orders. And but and and that's another thing, too, with the pre-orders, it's it's more it's more of a made to order. We like to leave like a big window open. You got a week or two that if you really want it, you have your opportunity to get it. And then after that window closes then we know many to make concentrate on making all of those and, and getting them out. So if you really want one, you have at least two weeks is our, is our nice. idea with the phantasm, uh, leave a pre-order window open and then takes normally like two to four weeks to actually get it from there. But we, the way we were doing things with uh, limited runs, like do, Hey, Hey, we did 30 of these. Well, by the time people get their hands on them and, yeah. and start posting about them and showing off their, their, their pickups or whatnot, uh, it, they're not made anymore. Right. There's a lot of people that are like, oh, I missed out. I missed out. So we're trying to do things different, give everybody an opportunity to get their hands on them. There's only so much time that I can you know, make afford to concentrate on one thing or another. So I don't really have the uh, the capabilities to just sit there and like mass produce like thing, you know, keep making the same thing over and over and over again, especially with all the ideas we have for future future plans that if we want to do more things, we got to can only make things for a certain amount of time and then concentrate on the next one and yeah. so on and so forth. So yeah, definitely stay tuned. We have a lot of plans. <laughs> I was saying the, uh, I remember thinking that you were really killing it at the point that you did a drop one night and it was like, you said, this is when it's going to be out. And it sold out in like three minutes. Like you were Mattel. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I, hate, like... I hate that when it happens to me. <laughs> I don't want to be doing that. Like, I, I, I suffer this. I'm a big collector of all kinds of things. It's like, this is Tony uh, Taylor origins over here right now. <laughs> like, <this> is... <laughs> I don't want to be, I don't want to be part of the, the frustration of toy collecting. And like, I want it to be fun and easy and, you know, still kind of have that limited feel to it, like exclusive limited time offer, but you still have a good opportunity to get a hold of it too. Yeah. I think that's important. The last thing right? I want to be is a sad comment. No, I think I think that's important. <laughs> it's like you want to put things in your collection that give you joy, right? Yeah. And so I think there is a point where it's like when a when you're chasing a thing, and you chase it to a point of being like, oh, I need this thing, I can't get it, and it creates you that much level of stress. When you sometimes when you finally do get that thing, it's like you put it in the collection and you what you remember was how pissed off you were. <laughs> like you don't remember, you don't feel good about that thing. Cause you're like, Oh, I finally have this. And no, it's like, Oh my God, this was such an ordeal. 
And then every time somebody talks to you about that, you're like, oh, how did you get that? You're like, oh my God, let me tell you this terrible story. And it's just, so I call those my, uh, my, my collectible horcruxes. They are all of my <laughs> bad, like co- consumer experiences. And I try to get rid of them from my life sometimes. But, um, but thankfully we don't have any Coney Taylor horcruxes. That's good. So, um, well, that is a good thing. So cool. We'll look for the cockroach. It's the only time people are going to say that ever. We'll look for the cockroach and be excited about <laughs> bite it. Bite your head night. off, man. That's right. It'll bite your head off. Um, I was just random question here. Go if, for it. If you could develop a toy for any property that wasn't Ghostbusters, just out of curiosity, because I'm like, what do you think? What would it be? That wasn't Ghostbusters. Yeah. <laughs> hmm. That is a good question. See, I hit you with a curveball out of left field. Sorry. <laughs> that doesn't even make any sense. Uh, you, don't, you don't hit curveballs out of left field. You hit them in the left field. Um, sorry. <laughs> uh, I think uh, probably would be Back to the Future. Something, right on. Uh, along those lines. Like it never really it never really had a real toy line. Like, yeah. Say, you know, Ghostbusters and Ninja Turtles. It never really had that old school, you know, five POA little goofiness, the eighties, nineties, Kenner going rogue, making their own things up here and there. Did they <laughs> never really did they ever make one for the cartoon? They I think there were. I I think I there don't were because I know NECA did like years ago. Yeah, that recent recently stuff has come out, but I was yeah. the, like, if I could go back, kind of like with I really like how those stranger things that almost have the fright features. Like oh yeah they yeah. made that line of toys <laughs> it's, so, it's so funny you called them that as if like, it was made in the era the show took place yeah like i, I, I love that idea so Do you haven't i think those are bandai makes those maybe um, i think so yeah but it's funny yeah. you called them that because that's what i call them i every time i see them at target i'm <laughs> like oh, they look, it's stranger things fright features because they just look like they fit with those ghostbusters figures so well it's kind of crazy um but yeah um back to the future would be kind of neat so mm-hmm. I'm now I, lo- like, I would love to have like a a flux capacitor toy, some sort of yeah toy, you know, actual toy of a flux capacitor, not like a remake replica type deal, but an actual play playability time circuits, goofiness, something like that. I think that would be amazing. I think you need to t- make a time traveling ghost now. Um. <laughs> <laughs> I have had ideas. I have had back to the future, little crossover ideas. It's fright capacitor. Um, yeah. <laughs> Close. <laughs> <laughs> so that's half the fun is naming them. Yeah, no, I'm sure. Like <laughs> I have no question about that. Um, yeah, that's cool. That's really cool though. I like, I, I think it would be neat to see some, I'm like say this not cause I, I love your ghostbusters stuff, but Watching you and Baducci do some Ninja Turtle stuff recently was uh, kind of cool. It was I actually had an opportunity to send that to my brother and be like, oh, check this out. You and your Ninja Turtle collection. You don't have like pre-mutated baby turtles, do you? Yeah. Uh, so and if you haven't seen those, check the like, coolest thing I thought about those. And for those who haven't seen them, they're little turtles that cut. They're not mutated yet, but they come with a little piece like of mutagen that you mm-hmm. can take on or off of them, which was so simplistic in design, but so fun. I was just like, that's, <laughs> that's great. You can unmute, you can mutate them and then you could unmutate them. It's great. Yeah. So they're awesome. They're, they're a lot of fun. They're it's, 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 I, I really like doing these cause it's, it's uh kind of an experiment too, a different way of like, we're making things and 
molding a bunch of separate pieces and and, and colors and putting and, and assembling the figure after the fact and so it's it's been a lot of fun actually working with those and uh expect a lot more stuff like that coming up cool um i guess my last maybe last two questions uh one somebody else is out there and they want to get started doing what you do what is the first thing you would say that they should either invest in or learn to start doing to get like involved in making toys and custom printed props and things like that uh unfortunately social media works <laughs> <laughs> i mean just if you're just putting out stuff that you like and people people can pick up on that they can they can sense that you know you're just doing it's, it's a passion and you're you're not a phony you're not just trying to make a quick buck or anything like that if you're if you're doing something you're passionate about and you just post it and just keep doing what you're doing and and the right people will see it and they can tell if if uh if you're you know you're if you're real or not and and that's just kind of like what happened to me i was just doing what i liked and just kept plugging away and goofing around and the right people saw it and yeah if, if you're just starting out it's nothing that's gonna I don't know. You, you can't predict it. You can't just say, hey, in three months, I'm going to be here. In, yeah. in six months, I'm going to be here, especially in this day and age. And But there's so many outlets. Take advantage of all of them, I guess I'd say, too. Right now, more than ever, there's so many places that you can sell your goods and, and do all that. Like, spread it out there. Just keep doing what you're doing. People will see it. And if you're, and if you're making good stuff and doing what you love, people can tell and it'll, it'll grow on its own. It's like sort of the, don't force it. The one year, the one year annual lesson of Tony Taylor toys, right? Like a year later, it's like, I didn't really even think I would show this to people. I'll just send it to these people I know. And boom. Unfortunately, social media works. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) it does. Like I, but before doing this, I really, I kind of avoided it. I would, you know, check in and, not really do it all the time, but it, it does work. And it, 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 it is, uh, it's very time consuming. <laughs> Especially so, if I message you, cause I'll just be like, Hey, what are you doing? You want to talk about random things at like what one in the morning? Cause I'm awake and so are you. And you're like, why are you missed? What? Sorry <laughs> hey, about sure. that. But I'm kidding. But, uh, I, I guess no, that's half the fun is meeting people too. That, no, I, I agree. I mean, I think that that's like, I, it's not to, that, you know, detract from what you're talking about in terms of your stuff. But like I was a person who lurked in GB fans for like I was 10 a years. I was <laughs> like, a lurker. <laughs> we like had conversations with people who had never met me before. And they would start talking about something that happened on GB fans like eight years ago. I'm like, Oh yeah, no, I read that thread. And they're like, who are you? And I'm like, I'm a dude who was just, I was, you didn't know I was there, but I had an account I was, and I was yeah. reading it all. You, you I might've shared the same, the same shadow. While we were <laughs> right. Working. Like, so I, <laughs> I, I appreciate my fellow longtime lurkers who were like, Hey, I'm a huge Ghostbusters fan, but nobody really knows that. Um, it's just a thing that I do. Um, and then, you know, you decide to get stuck at home during a pandemic and go, where is everybody? And when's our movie coming out? Um, let's talk <laughs> online. So, um, I, the last thing I want to ask you is what's, what are you most excited about? That's coming for ghostbusters. Like this, there's nothing that that doesn't have to do anything with like your toys necessarily. Just like all these things are coming out. We know about, you know, new movies, cartoons, all of it, 
Yeah. I'm what are you excited, excited for all of it? Well, we all are. What's the thing you're excited about most? <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I, I'll, I'll take the easy answer and say Firehouse, the, okay. the, the, the new movie. But I, honestly, all of it, really, because there was it's such a drought where we had nothing yeah, for years and just nothing but goofy speculation about something Dan Aykroyd said about <laughs> whatever this and that and all, but, and nothing ever came of it. But I mean, we're, we're almost spoiled now. There's so much it's coming lot. out in the next two years, but I'm, I'm, I'm so happy that it's just happening because there was so long where it wasn't that I'll, 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 I'll support it. I'll check it out. I'm excited for it. I'll, I'm, I'm, I'm ready for all of it. Keep, keep it coming. I'll, I'll eat it. <laughs> it's delicious. <laughs> and it'll make, and we'll make more toys of it. Yay. But yes, not, but more not, opportunities for me to make crazy ideas, but and, not directly of it because that would not be a custom toy. <laughs> <laughs> Correct. Um, inspired by inspired by. Yes. yes. Um, but yeah, that's funny. I think about that a lot when I look at so much of the Ghostbusters fandom and I look at people go like, these are our patches and our brand. And I'm like, mm, mm, sort of. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, to be fair, like that's what I love about what you do is that you are creating original characters inspired by stuff, you know, as opposed to like, hey, I stole a Moogly and I gave it a taco and now it's <laughs> now it's a T-shirt. And you're like, OK, cool. Um Anyway, so thank you for coming on today uh, and and joining us for the podcast. I hope that this was a good conversation for you. It was for me. Um, Oh, it was a ton of fun. If that was not a desire for you to compliment me and be like, dude, you have the greatest Ghostbusters podcast ever since. um, I don't even know. I'm like the cross rip. No, that's there. That's because that's. We worship the cross rip and we we only (laughs) now we, we go and we see it in the tomb and we we bring it offerings and leave them behind. And that's not true either, but that's sad. the cross. Rip will, I'm, like I'm sure I'm convinced it still lives long and it'll, it'll always live forever in our hearts. It shall be back someday. And someone who, <laughs> someone who made it will probably may even listen to this and be like, dude, why are you talking about the cross rip again? Just run your own damn podcast. Uh, so <laughs> it's iconic, you know, sometimes you, you, you lean on the things that you loved. Um, and that's how you end up making something new and independent and cool. And, that's the story of Tony Taylor toys. Uh, and so thank you again for coming on today. And well, uh, thank you for all, all your, all your support. Yeah. I mean, all your, I mean, you're the literal ambassador for a reason. <laughs> well, thank you. <laughs> you carried the torch and fly my flag. Well, and I'm it, I, I love seeing all the stuff you do. It warms my heart and makes me laugh. And it's, it, it makes me want to just keep doing this stuff with, People, people like you and interacting with the fans is, is great. I appreciate the joy you bring to my life. So if I bring a little back to yours, <laughs> um, I'm glad. And uh, beyond that, for folks listening, go to phantasmtoys.com. Uh, yes. F-A-N-T-A-Z-M toys.com. And check out the offerings that Tony and Baducci, Brendan Pierce, right? Mm-hmm. Is that Brendan's last name? I'm like, correct. Up. Cool. Brendan uh, Pierce. That they Sorry have to... on offer. There's a ton of cool stuff there. There's action. There's the there's the figures that are out there. But in addition to the figures, there's T-shirts of uh, Baducci's art. There's stickers. Mm-hmm. There's so much cool stuff. Uh, and if you are paying attention, you're listening to this coming up near the September 9th. Watch for the drop of the new cockroach up on twelve figure. 
uh, because Roach on 12. You don't want to miss out on it. It's uh, you know, you could take another elevator. You could wait for the next one, but you (laughs) you might not get a cool figure next time. You might just have to get some random dude. It'd be weird if like you did that. (laughs) People like people ordered stuff from you and you're like, sorry, I missed the pre-order. So I just sent you a random army man. That's what you get. Um, (laughs) You took the next one. Such a thing that you could make that ghost, make a ghost called the next one. Right. Like I'll take the next one. And the next one is just some random faceless thing that people are like, what is this? Don't follow these ideas. I'm going to ruin your company. Um, <laughs> you're like, why did you I make a great this, ambassador? Why I did I come on that. this podcast? He's like, just going to come with all these terrible ideas now and tell people that's what I do. Uh, but <laughs> I do really appreciate you coming on. And uh, I hope that everyone listening goes out and supports what you're doing. And uh, thank you again. Everybody keep listening and subscribe to this podcast. Let's keep it going. I yeah. Go and in- have enough Ghostbusters content out there. So support this. This is great. Jim's doing a great job. He's always been a big part of the community and helping people find all those hard to find things. So support Jim and let's keep this going. I love extra plasm. Thank you. Say. Thank you. You just made me, you <laughs> made me weepy. I'm going to be all like tearful over here now. Um, <laughs> But at the same time, I'm going to say, don't forget to like and subscribe and ring the bell and do whatever you possibly can. And especially leave us a positive reviews on iTunes or Spotify, because that makes a big difference for a podcast. Thank you very much. It's Um, like you were born for this. It's, you know, either that or I've listened to 47 (laughs) podcasts a day. When, listen, the next time you come on, we're going to have to really like lock down that this is a podcast because I'll have to say something like, and you can save on shipping by using hashtag extraplasm at checkout. <laughs> That's our discount code. Um, but not this time. Just give Tony your money. So thank you for coming on. Well, thank you for everything you do and for doing this too. So, All right. This was awesome. All right. Well, thank you for listening, everybody. And that's our interview. That about wraps it up for Extraplasm this week. I want to thank Tony Taylor for joining us and sharing a bit of his story of how he got started with Tony Taylor Toys and Phantasm Toys and the collaborative work that he's involved in with Baducci Studios to release their Crypt Creepers figures. I hope you'll take a look at those because they're really cool and that you'll consider checking out the cockroach up on 12 uh, that he's going to be releasing this week. Thanks for joining us this week. And don't forget to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Extraplasm and to give us a positive review if you can on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, wherever it is that you happen to find this show this week. And don't forget the advice of the eternally cool Ernie Hudson. Try to have fun and always keep on busting. Take care. <laughs>